When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We didn't have any football this weekend. We're six days away from the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean we're going to skirt our responsibilities when it comes to... You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. That's right, that's right, that's right. He joins us each and every Monday at this time. He is Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. Always great to have him in the studio. And I'll see him on Twitter at Herm Edwards joining us here on Freddie and Harry. I'm going to start with this first thing. When it comes to, we've been taking calls all day long. No football this weekend, Coach. You're a guy that loves watching ball. We all love watching ball. But what was it like for you to have a football-less weekend and get you ready for Super Bowl 58 next Sunday? Well, I actually watched, uh, and I was amazed. Um, I watched a little bit of the flag football. Really? And uh, I was shocked that there were 60,000 people in the stadium that watched it. And that kind of shows you where the NFL is right now. I mean, that was I was like, and I I understand it's in Orlando, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. Right. I mean, people went out and watched this game and it was interesting the player i thought the players did a great job they had, had a, a lot blast. of fun they had a blast um yes. but to sell the stadium out like that was pretty impressive wow i was quite I, impressed i think it also says a lot about the players and how they're they've also evolved and how beloved they are from fans coach uh, to have 60,000 people in the stands to watch you play flag wow. football, but also that exposure in which their helmets aren't on, right? That's the advantage that a lot of other sports do have right. versus football because, you know, when you're playing a game and pads are on, you got the helmet on, people can't see yeah. your face. This flag football game, everyone can see you. Yeah, it, it was just I, I kept looking at this and I was going, is, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Right? And, you know, it's like it, it's, it's come a long way, obviously, and, and you're just hoping – what you hope for, this can continue because obviously the fan base likes it. You don't want anybody to get hurt. As soon as somebody gets hurt, they're mm-hmm. going to cut that out. Mm-hmm. Because of that, we can't do that. You know, because mm-hmm. that was the whole big deal about the Pro Bowl. You know, is that yep. players didn't want to get hurt. Off season, you know, it's a short off season. You don't want to get one of these right. big time quarterbacks uh, hurt, you know. And, right. and how about Baker Mayfield? What kind of year does he have? He goes down to Tampa, he becomes a starter, uh, he wins the division, and then he's the MVP of the uh, Pro Bowl game. How about that? That's, not, that's a nice job to revitalize his name and his fame. He is and, on a he is on a roll right yeah, now. No doubt about Good that. But yeah. I, but I also like the skill competitions. Oh yeah, yeah. Like well, the yeah. dodgeball, the, the, the quarterbacks throwing, the, the, you know, yeah. guys trying to yeah. catch all the the punts or the yeah. kickoffs. Yeah, multiple but, balls yeah, in their hand. Balls. Know, I, I still like football. <laughs> 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 it was it was a little bit different back in the day when yeah. it was in Hawaii. Yeah, right. The, the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. You got you got the nod from everybody. Hey boys, it's, okay it's now. time because you needed that extra fifteen hundred. Mm. Mm. We weren't making the money that these guys were making now, and God bless them. I'm glad they make every penny. They deserve it all, man. But back in them days, 
You, the first first half was kind of fun, and about the middle of that third quarter, you get the you get the nod from the vet. Hey man, hey 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 hey, we got witness now fifteen hundred. Okay, someone's probably driving right now saying, "Did he say an extra fifteen hundred dollars?" That's right. I think the winners got like I don't know, it was thirty five hundred or something. Just, really? Oh, you, you, just back in the day now. I understand back in the day. I didn't realize it was back in like you know the Emancipation Proclamation days. Well, look, in nineteen seventy seven <laughs> when I when I came in the league in nineteen seventy seven um, as a rookie. The highest paid player was Joe Namath. He made $500,000. And we said, this dude's rich. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. How about that? that that's times have changed. The, the game is. has evolved and good-footed players and yes. everybody else, man, uh-huh. because they deserve it. But it was, it was different. Wow. And then the, can you imagine what they were making in the 60s? No, because yeah. they probably weren't making anything in the 60s. It's they, unbelievable, They man. literally played for the love of the game in the it's 40s, come a long 50s, way. It's come a long way, and it's, yeah. it's become America's game. There's yeah. no doubt yeah, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, America's game and America's pastime. Yep. Great stuff by Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in the studio. Always good to have happy hour with Herm, with Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We got Super Bowl 58. We know they're not going to cancel that game. What was more impressive, the Chiefs overcoming adversity to get to this point or the 49ers making it to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I'm on the side of the 49ers. Harry's on the side of the Chiefs, Herm. What side are you on? Well, first of all, you you, you can't count ever count the Chiefs out. I mean, it, they got the unicorn as quarterback, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Right? He's chasing. He he you know, he's about to catch Joe Montana, and he's chasing Captain America next. Right? I mean that that's who he is. And if you watched him during the season, it's kind of ironic. You know, he, he's a smart young man. You know, when they were talking about all these guys were dropping the ball, he just kept throwing it to him because mm-hmm. he was figuring it out. He says, okay, I'm going to find another guy I can trust beside Kelsey. Right? I'm, I'm going to get another guy. And then I thought Andy Reid kind of changed the way that he wants to play football this year, and he started running the football. Because Andy Reid's an old offensive line coach. You know, Andy Reid was at Missouri when I was a scout. Uh, with the Chiefs when I first came really? in the league scouting. Yeah, he was an offensive line coach. Oh, Andy, you know, he's at Missouri coaching offensive line. <laughs> and so, you know, he's, he's you know he wants to run the ball, and they've got Pacheco. They ran the ball, and everybody's trying to figure out what's wrong with their offense. There's nothing wrong with their offense. They're just kind of, you know, they're just kind of changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously their defense was great. Their defense was fantastic. It, it, it still is. I mean, it, you know, and that was quietly not being seen a whole lot. So they were a team that you looked at and you go, hey, you can't count these guys out. All right. 49ers, obviously, Brock Purdy got hurt in the championship game um, the year they played Philly. So, you know, and, 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 I, and I get tired of hearing about what Brock Purdy's not. I mean, I'll say this. Joe Montana was a fourth-round pick. Wasn't a first-round pick. He's a fourth-round pick. Captain America, who I dubbed, you know, was Tom Brady. What was he, seventh-round pick? Sixth-round pick. Sixth-round pick. No one goes back and says, this guy, he weren't any good. They, 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 the fourth-round picks up. This guy was Mr. Irrelevant. He wasn't a first-round pick, but everybody wants to beat him up and say, well, he can't do this, he can't do that. They don't say that about those other two guys. Well, they got picked at. They weren't first-round picks either. But they may, this is what's so great about the NFL, man. It doesn't matter when you get picked. If you get picked in the first round, you're going to get more opportunities. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Right. But it, it's, it, it's a competitive game. And when you look at it, no matter what position you play, it doesn't matter what round you go in, are you good enough, first of all, to make the roster? Then are you good enough to start? And how long can you keep your job? Because it's a job. You don't graduate. <laughs> you got to make the team every year. I mean, it, it, it's, it's – so I, we look at Brock Purdy, and because he was Mr. – and maybe if he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant, and he was a, another – he got drafted somewhere else, and he, and he didn't have that label – 
Maybe people wouldn't beat him up. Everybody's second-guessing this guy. Right. All he does is win. That's all he does. And people get mad at that because he's Mr. Irrelevant. I'm going to leave the guy alone. <laughs> the guy's a good quarterback. Stop it. He's in the Super Bowl. So, Coach, I got, I got to ask you, how would winning this, this Super Bowl against the standard, which is Patrick Mahomes, oh. change the perspective of Brock Purdy in other people's eyes? I, we know how you feel about it, but how do you think it would change the perspective in other people's eyes? Well, I think if you beat – anytime you can beat Patrick Mahomes, um, look, uh, and, and we know the guy that's going to win the MVP, maybe be Lamar Jackson. Right. He, he, he didn't beat him in the playoffs, and he played him at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it's just – I think if you're Brock Purdy and you win this game, uh, that's big. This is the first Super Bowl you've been in. Now your team's been there before. Uh, they, we've seen this rematch, right, mm-hmm. before. But he'd be the third uh, Mr. Irrelevant, actually, to win a Super Bowl in the history of the league. With the other two. It was uh, Mo- a guy by the name of Moore, and the other guy was Suckup. Okay, Ryan Suckup, right. the, yep. the kicker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He'd I be played the, with suck up in Tennessee. Okay, he'd be the he'd, he'd, he'd actually be the third third player in NFL history as Mister Irrelevant to win a Super Bowl. By the way, a really good kicker too. Yeah, he was right, really good, yeah. really, really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, he was a good good, good yeah, kicker. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt, doubt about, about that. that. Wow, yeah. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio. A little happy hour with Herm. We do that each and every Monday this time on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. What is your biggest question heading into this Super Bowl? I don't have a question. I, I think the two teams that, that have gotten there um, deserve to be there. I, I think the question going into this was, can Kansas City, all of a sudden, Patrick Holmes, it was funny, can he win on the road? <laughs> I think their their journey there was a little bit harder. I mean, he had to play two really good teams on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Buffalo yeah. Bills, who were hot. Then he had to go into, obviously, in Raven country and play those guys. 49ers struggled. They struggled with their two playoff games. There were teams built not to come back. Yeah. Purdy brings them back against the Green Bay Packers and obviously the Detroit Lions, right? Um, I worry a little bit about their run defense right now. 49ers? Yeah, they got to get that fixed. 130 yards and 180 yards. Two, two playoff games. And what they've done to them is that they've, they, they're making the corners tackle and support the run. They're running on the edge. They got to get that fixed. Now, I think they will. You know, Wilkes is a good defense coordinator. But when you watch him play, people attack them there. Yeah. And that can't be the case because Andy Reid will run the ball now. Well, Coach, let me say this really quick because I went and watched last year's game, Mm. and the Kansas City Chiefs scored three touchdowns on the perimeter. Yes. Jet sweeps, speed sweeps, right? And Clyde Edwards Lear taking Mm. one to the house. So Andy Reid noticed that deficiency in the San Francisco 49ers in 2022 yep. when a lot of other teams are noticing it in 2023. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it puts your corners in a little bit of a bind. You know, if, if, if you don't, if you're asking them to support it and to tackle it, mm-hmm. they got to they gotta come up there and do it. But when you watch the runs that are hit on the 49ers, it's right in that alley, right off the, yeah. right off the end of it. You know, yeah. you can create formations where it's bunch and all that kind of stuff. You you know, you crack the linebacker, and all of a sudden the ball's coming around there. Here comes one of those guys, and that corner's got to come make the tackle. I mean, it's or, or support it. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, can't wait to see it. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And Harry mentioned this, and you kind of trampoline off of it when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. We all know he's the gold standard, mm. not just as a quarterback, yes. but as a player in this National Football League. 
Miami couldn't do it. Buffalo couldn't do it. Baltimore couldn't do it. Right. Harry was wondering, what can the 49ers do to get Patrick Mahomes off his spot and off his game? Well, I don't know if he'll get off his spot. I think you've got to limit his possessions. I think you got to do that. And the 49ers are able to do that. They're a team that, you know, they, they've got some great players. Um, they got to steal a possession or two. In other words, uh, they got to go on some methodical drives to keep it out of his hand, right? I mean, that's what you got to do against this guy. I mean, you, you can't allow him to have these possessions because eventually he's going to get you. We know about Kelsey. Uh, I keep saying, you know, can you stop him? I've gotten to the point now, can nobody stop him? Because at the end of the day, in the playoffs, the guy's got 156 uh, balls. He's got 19 touchdowns and 21 playoff games. Now, I think if you're the 49ers, um, the way you go about your business is important because you got all these players that can make plays. You got the runner, you know, McCaffrey. Right. You got Debo, obviously, got Ayuk. Um, but Kittle, he's gotta he's gotta be big in this game for me. Okay. Because he can attack the middle of this defense. Right. He can make the linebackers and the safeties of Kansas City try to cover him. They've got two outstanding corners. They really do. Uh, Sneed and McDuffie, they, they do a good job. Oh, yeah. They play a lot of press coverage. You know, Spags puts them in there. and They, they don't have a lot of interceptions because their backs turned away from the ball. They don't see the ball till late. They knocked the ball away, 21 knockdowns, I think, between the both of them. But I think you got to attack their linebackers a little bit and, and put them on – Put them on notice. You know, you got Kelsey, but we got Kettle. We got Kittle. And also McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of interesting because both of these teams have two really good tight ends that nobody matches up good against them. I mean, it could be a tight end game at the end of the day, right? True. Who who can – if you're Kittle, you got to just match Kelsey. Then it's balanced. Now you got because if you can't match Kelsey, ah, you got no. I mean, come on, the guy's <laughs> always open, man. It's, it's it's almost laughable after a while. Coach, I'm I'm looking at this matchup, and which is the head coach for the San Francisco mm. 49ers, who's actually the play caller. Yes. Versus Steve Spagnolo, who's the defensive coordinator, mm. and I think the way Spags draws things up and what he showed in the playoffs is that he can be versatile yes. and do different things. But we know his M.O. is being able to confuse you from a blitzing standpoint. Yes. I think it's imperative in this game that Kyle doesn't allow those blitzes to get home yep. and rattle his quarterback. Yeah, you make a great point. And the way you combat that, obviously, is um, you you break the huddle, wherever you're doing it, and you go. You don't let them get set. You go. Okay. You don't try to run a lot of motion. You just go. You Go. Let's get on the ball and go, man. Let's just go. You know, don't don't mess around. You start messing around and motioning and shifting and doing all that silly stuff, and then they're gonna get you. <laughs> because then your eyes gotta go. You start looking. Okay, now we we've changed this. We gotta change. Just go. Just go fast, mm-hmm. right? And the way that you know, it's kind of funny. The the way that um, Kansas City deals with pressure, they throw the ball on the perimeter right, right now. Yeah. They just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. And the ball's out. The ball's gone. And if you could, and they've got guys that can catch and run. You know, they, they're similar to to Kansas City. They've got athletes that can catch it and run. And when you throw it out on the perimeter, all that blitzing don't matter no more. Right. Because you ain't getting home anyway. It's one step throw the ball, man. I'm out there. Right. And then after a while, you say we can't blitz because we ain't getting there. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? And they tear apart zones. Look, and and I think if you're if you know if you're you're forty you're forty niners. I mean, you know, Kansas City got some offensive line problems, but you know. 
penalties, mm-hmm. right? Yep. They got a lot of penalties, right? And, sure and, 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 and that's, that's interesting, you know, because that can be – now, it won't be noisy. No, it won't. It, it won't be noisy, It'll but be, but I be think a wine and cheese crowd. Yeah, you know, but I think you got to put Bosa over there, Young over there, you know, and and say, hey, you know what, we're gonna put them on these on these on these tackles and and see if they can hold up, right? Because yeah. false starts are big. Yeah, false starts get you all of a sudden, and now you're in a bad down all of a sudden because you got a false start because you got a foul. Yeah. Ooh, great stuff, Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, going away from the Super Bowl that's happening in Las Vegas on Sunday. Two guys you know extremely well now, NFL head coaches. Mm. Antonio Pierce of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. And Raheem Morris of the Atlanta Falcons. You told me a great story about how Raheem had a mm. chance to get into the National Football League, and you had a big part in that. What was that story? Well, Raheem was at Hofstra when I became a head coach, and I didn't know him. We were out there in the summer, you know, not in the summer, but the offseason. You, you have your 15 days of OTAs and all that, and – he walks out to practice one day and says, you know, I, I'm, my introduces himself. I said, oh, how you doing, Raheem Morris? Okay. And he says, I want to coach. I said, really? And he goes, yeah, what you do? You play at secondary? I said, okay. I said, so I just want to, you know, I said, okay, i tell you what you do. You show up next day. He shows up, comes to the meeting, I, and I let him sit in the back of the room, and he kind of sat back there, and he was a DB guy and helped with the DBs, just kind of watching and, you know, observing. And then uh, Monty Kiffin calls me from Tampa. Right. Um, and he's saying, you know, I'm looking for a, a young guy, and I, I got a guy. He said, who's that? I said, Raheem Morris. He said, who? I said, yeah, he's worked with me and just, you know, worked with me in OTAs. I said, I think he's going to be a good coach. He's a young guy, smart, you know. He says, really? He says, give me. I said, yeah. And so I told God, Raheem, me call Monty Kiffin. Mm-hmm. And he goes down there to Monty, and that's how I kind of got started for him. Wow. And that's pretty cool. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's amazing how it works, you know. And, and I've watched him, and, and I've talked to him many a time since then. Mm-hmm. But that's how it got started, you know, for him. And he's – I think he's getting an opportunity. I thought when he got the job in Tampa, he was too young. He was too young. But but now he's matured. He understands it. He's smart enough to hire people around him. Mm-hmm. You know that that you, as a head coach, you don't know everything. I tell people the story all the time. You know, I, I worked under Tony for about five years as the assistant head coach. Learned right. how to be a head coach. So I go to New York and I'm going, okay, I've been around Tony. I got. I, I think I got this. And so I got all this information right. And the first, the first, the first preseason game, we go out. The team comes out. We're in the warmups, in the pregame warmups, and I walk out of the tunnel, and I'm going, "You got to be kidding me right now!" I go, "Where do I stand?" Because <laughs> now I'm the head coach. That's right. Uh-huh. And then so when the game was over, I called Tony. I said, "TD, you never told me where to stand, man, in the pregame." <laughs> because generally, when you're a player, you're doing drills. If you're right. a coach, you're you know you're working the drills. Right. But when you're the head coach, you don't do no drills. You just kind of stand out there. And I was go, "Where do I go? Where do I stand? I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> it was the craziest thing I ever thought about. Wow. I where do about- I stand? Coach, I tell people all the time, like, people think, you know, being a head coach Uh, in any profession, right, it's just easy peasy. There's so much that has nothing to do with football that these head coaches have to be involved in. Uh, But it's a lot on their plates. But it's a a damn good position to be in, man, especially when you're winning. Well, when you're winning and when you got a good staff. Because that really helps you. You can't be in every meeting room. You got to trust guys. And you talk about AP, and I think AP is going to do a good job. Marvin's down there with him. Marvin Marvin was with us at Arizona State as well. So, and AP's smart enough. You know, he's going to hire guys around him. Tom Coughlin has helped him out some. So he's got he's got good information providers 
and he's going to be who he is. You know, what I mean, he yeah. never he's he's he he can relate to the players, right? You know, and and he's and he's 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 a Raider. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. with the Raiders. What do you look when you put a staff together? You want guys that uh, obviously are are good coaches. They got to be good teachers, and they got to be information gatherers mm-hmm. as well as information providers. Okay. And I always tell I always tell coaches this: before you decide to do something, put yourself in the player's seat and ask yourself this question: What I'm about to ask this guy to do? If I was him, how would I take this? And if you look at it and go, "Well, I wouldn't," then don't do it. Because this is about the players. The players respect coaches, but you got to earn their trust. Okay. Oh wow. You got to earn their trust now. At any at any position, whether you be the head coach, the players, you know, because you're the coach, you learn, you you've been in the system your whole life. Okay, yeah, I respect the coach, but do you trust him? Right. Because the one thing, all players, especially in the NFL, do not put them in position to get embarrassed. They do not want that. That ain't that ain't part of it. And if you're asking a guy to do something and you know he can't do well, the first thing he says is mine. This dude trying to get me cut, man. He's trying to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. And that, you, that's the first thing you realize as a coach. Don't embarrass him, man. This is a, whatever you do, don't do that. Don't put him out there. Because once you do that, that's a problem. A big problem. Wow. They got egos now. Yeah. No no lies detected. Right? Exactly. <laughs> just, just, you, know, just, you know, just always listen. Be a good listener. You got to be a good listener, right? Be a good listener. We always, always love having you around, my friend. I can't believe we only got one more week left before I have the Super Bowl. Hey, it's going to be fun next week now. This is going to be, uh, boy, this is going to be a heck of a football game. Man. It really is. Yes, you know? it is. Yeah, and we'll be able to break it down. Thanks, Herm. I always appreciate it, my friend. My pleasure. Oh, it's great stuff by Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, not just with the stories and the analysis, but even the anecdotes that that really will make you think from a perspective that has nothing to do with football. Always a great follow on Twitter at Herm Edwards joining us here to get us ready for Super Bowl 58 on Freddie and Harry in that big game in Las Vegas. You know that's going to be a hot ticket, and hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats. They are the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets so that you can experience it live. Always hit us up on Twitter at hdouglas83. That's Harry's handle, my handle, at Coleman ESPN. One team that is far away from the Super Bowl are the Washington Commanders. But will they do something that can bring them a little bit closer if they can get another team to buy in? We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is the Red Game Monday edition known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So what now when it comes to Eric Bieniemy, offense coordinator Washington Commanders, no longer the offense coordinator Washington Commanders. Dan Quinn hired his head coach on Friday. They're going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who was this close joining the Las Vegas Raiders to take over the offense coordinator job. But then conversations broke down on Saturday. Washington talked to Kingsbury later on that day. And on Sunday, he was named the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Not trying to put shade on anybody. But what does that say about this cycle that Cliff Kingsbury, who didn't exactly light up as a head coach, I know what kind of offensive mind he has, but that he gets another opportunity and may potential number one draft pick or number two pick when it comes to quarterback, and Eric Bieniemy, And, yeah, didn't co- it, was, it did not end well as offense coordinator. But to not be on an NFL team right now, eh, I'm just going to leave it right there. Mm-hmm. Not trying to say anything about anything. I just find it weird that he may not get a second opportunity a lot sooner then Cliff Kingsbury got one to be an offensive coordinator back in the National Football League. So, Freddie, we had this conversation the other day on radio, and shout-out to all our listeners who really was, you know, really happy about the conversation. We talked about relationships in this business, and sometimes it's about who you know, but not most importantly about who you know, but who knows you, Mm -hmm. right? And when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury, he's a guy that's attached to Caleb Williams. He coached uh, or was a – a part of the USC program mm-hmm. last season where Kayla Williams played football. And you look at the Washington Commanders. They have the number two overall pick, a ton of cap space uh, to sign free agents. They're going to have draft picks, right? When you look at this football team, and let's just say Cliff Cleansbury comes in there, and if you're ownership, if you're Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury can be able to tell you, hey, we need to go all out. On Caleb Williams. Right. I was there with him. These are some of the intangibles that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Not, now, they're going to make their own mind up regardless, but mm-hmm. he can help vouch for reasons to go move up to number one and take mm-hmm. Caleb Williams. On top of, on top if of. you do do that, right. you know Caleb Williams is going to feel comfortable with Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator. He just wrote on a message on his Instagram story, happy for my dog. Mm-hmm. With, with a picture of Cliff Kingsbury. That's how they talk now. Happy for my dog. <laughs> that coach-player <laughs> dynamic has changed in the 21st century, hasn't it? Yes, it, it has. It has. It. Yes, it has. And, and why would Washington make a move like this and Cliff Kingsbury turn down the Raiders to go there? They're essentially in the same situations, rebuilding with new head coaches. They're still miles away, even in modern NFL football. They're still miles away from being a team you look at and say, yeah, we got to worry about that team. If it happens in 2024, it'll be a surprise both ways. I know the NFL's like that. It'll be a surprise. But why would Cliff Kingsbury all of a sudden say, you know what, Raiders, I'm good. Washington calls you and you sign and complete that deal. Don't tell me it wasn't a conversation that happened before then to say, hold off, don't sign that because we believe we can get Caleb Williams. 
And if we can get Caleb Williams, what do you think about coaching him and you know that guy? That leads me to even suspect that Washington will try to make a play to flip the number one pick with the, with the Chicago Bears. Because you're the Washington Commanders, you don't bring in a guy, because I don't believe in coincidences, you don't bring the guy to be an offensive coordinator and a guy potentially could be there you could trade up for and they have a great relationship to the point where you see that Instagram message with Kayla Williams saying, proud of my dog. Not like congratulations to my former coach. He's going to do well. I learned so much under your tutelage. We've made memories that will last The relationship forever. there, Freddie. Exactly. The relationship there. We love long walks in the park with our dog and jazz music on Sundays. No, he said, man, proud of my dog. I'm glad you're proud of him, but there's no reason for the commanders to go out to Cliff Kingsbury if they did not believe they had a shot at Caleb Williams and flipping that with the Bears for the number one pick in the draft. And here, if you're the Chicago Bears – um, you have an opportunity. You have the number one overall pick. You also have the ninth overall pick. You don't pick again until the third round, the 75th overall pick. Uh, your fourth round picks to be determined at the time mm-hmm. uh, on, on the order and a fifth round pick. You have an opportunity to rack up on collateral, right, and still get the number two overall pick and pick a quarterback, which probably would be Drake May, and move forward in doing so. So you have an opportunity to either draft Caleb Williams, there's no wrong there. No, yep. To trade out of the pick, get draft collateral, there's no wrong there. And stick a, pick a quarterback at number two. Yeah. There's just a lot of different things that the Chicago Bears could do as well that could set up their franchise for the future. As long as that's Ryan Paul's general manager does not screw that up. Harry Douglas, yep. Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. You mentioned Lincoln Riley, the USC head coach. He's on the Pat McAfee show earlier today on ESPN. And he talked about getting Caleb Williams ready for the draft, no matter who might take him at number one. Yeah, we're trying to give him some support. You know, we've been lucky enough, like you said, to have a couple of guys go go through this. Um, you know, this is this is different, though. Um, certainly, in that, you know, the process has obviously evolved through the years. The attention around it, um, you know, for Caleb, I think it's all it's all happened really fast. I mean, you get out here, you win the Heisman. Um, you know, in the last four years, he's only played two and a half years of football. He's still very young, kind of in his in his climb, but he's excited about it and he's got a great mindset. And I think he's, you know, the thing I've always appreciated about him is like, he's always thinking about the next step and it's always the big picture. You know, at Oklahoma, there was a time in the beginning where we weren't going to take him, And he said, well, fine coach, I'll just walk on. Like that's, that's his mindset. Like it's always about that next step. And so he's, he's ready for this. He's excited for it. And we're hoping he ends up in a great situation. All right, Chicago Bears. So now what are you going to do about it? If you believe that he's your guy, if you want to move on from Justin Fields, there's no reason to trade out of the number one pick. If you believe that Justin Fields is your guy and you want to trade down, then you can do that. If you believe Justin Fields is not your guy but you don't want Caleb Williams, you're going to be able to find a quarterback. Either way, Ryan Poles, you are potentially in three different scenarios that I just laid out. Just don't bleep it up, especially when your future of this franchise is at stake based on what you do with that draft pick and what you're going to find a way to keep it or be out of it when it's all said and done. And the most important thing of it all when it comes to the Chicago Bears is Matt Eberflus. Don't you mess it up in 2024. Keep forgetting about that. <laughs> Don't you I, mess it up I keep forgetting in 2024. About that. I keep forgetting about the fact that he is essentially in a lame duck situation in maybe the last year of his contract and trying to figure that out one way or the other. Chicago's on the clock. In more ways than one, with the number one pick in the NFL draft happening later on this April. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, 
and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So no football this past weekend. What did you do without it? We want to hear from the Freddie Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. We're going to tell you what we did without football this weekend in case you missed it, and we want to hear from you. No football? Did that mean no life for you on Saturday or Sunday? 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always forget to, don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So we didn't have football this weekend, none of us. Whether you're a football fan or not, there was no football being played this weekend. We want to know from you, what did you do without football this weekend? Now, Harry Douglas had a date night with the family, with his wife, his beautiful wife. So they had a chance to hang out with each other and, you know, be together as one, as a husband and wife. For me, me and my wife had a chance to do like a date afternoon. And the day before that on Saturday, I did a basketball game at NEC Front Row for Sacred Heart as they took on LeMoyne. Devin came with our other producers. Man, he was lighting them up in the basketball court. They get the win. Had to hang out, had a chance to hang out with his boys afterwards. How you ain't blocking this shot? You can make that motion all you want. You ain't blocking Devin's shot. Man, I can't say what that. I really want to say on here after I block it either. Yeah, whatever. We'll see you Friday. Uh huh. Yeah. The, beat that ish to the yeah. beatbox. Put it this way: the same, the same way that they told Magdal Russo today on first take that he said he could do it. Dan Olaski did with the at the, at the skills competition. He could do it practice. You ain't doing that with practice. I You're blocking respect. this shot. Yeah, yeah. You must learn to respect this man. And Shannon Penn, our other producer, finally took down. A bunch of his Christmas trees in his house, but the lights are still up from 2022. I guess baby steps as far as that goes. Nah, the lights are still up from 2021. Oh, wow. I shorted you. My bad. I don't know what came over me. I just figured at a certain point. 2021? 2021, his Christmas lights are still been up. 2021. Still not. Anything post 2020 all runs together, man. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Is that what you tell yourself? Yeah, that's what he's trying to tell us. And you wonder why you didn't get no playing time on that baseball team growing up. <laughs> oh, just never letting that go, are you? I opened, I, I reopened the wound. You certainly did. So Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What did you do? Without football this weekend, he's one of our favorites. He lives in the great state of Virginia. He is Wolf, so we bring him in properly in three, two, one. Oh, Oh, man, you guys are great. (laughs) Thank you, brother. And there's a reason for it. The reason for it is that you guys work well together. You're intelligent. You have the experience. And you're going to be number one in that rating that I don't believe anyway. I think you're already there. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to say to you what I did this weekend, because I'm up in the country here. I'm not on a witness protection program, <laughs> but I am a transplant. Okay. And I chopped a lot of wood and threw a lot of fertilizer around on my garden-to-be. And you guys, have, by the way, invited anybody in your staff. Okay. A lot of talent. All right. You can pick your own. Come on down to the Shenandoah Valley, Virginia, get some of that precious, fresh produce. Right. But if I can Ooh. make one comment. Sure. If you, if you allow me. Yes, sir. The benefit, the benefit of your conversation is bringing out 
interests of people that coach like myself. Uh-huh. I mean, who else talks about the position coaches and building teams the way you guys talk about it? The respect required in any organization, whether it's amateur or pro, and and the way you guys have have put that story together really is what uh, I believe improves that uh, that rating number. And then uh, one last thing, I was uh, I was uh, I learned to be. Uh, uh, how to intimidate my opponent by a guy that played on Gang Green number twenty four defensive back, if you remember his name. Now I'm old. Hmm. Johnny Sample. You played against Johnny Sample from the New York Jets. I didn't Champions. play against him. Okay. I learned. I learned how to intimidate my opposition in a different sport okay. by watching him create trash talking. Wow, <laughs> Johnny Sample was really good at that. Played number 24 for the Jets that won Super Bowl three on that team with Joe Namath and the rest of those guys. Wolf taking us to school on that one. If any of y'all want to mess with me or Freddie, yeah, we, just know we call him Wolf. Exactly. Play, with us if, play with us if you want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This public service message from Freddie, Harry, and Wolf in Virginia. Do not mess with us or you will <laughs> you get the horns, baby. You keep messing with the bull. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> one of our other favorites is Eric in New York. Easy E, what did you do without football this weekend, my man? Freddie and Harry, how y'all doing, man? What's up, E? Good to hear from y'all, man. Everything is good. Let me tell you about my week. I had a fantastic weekend. First of all, um, I'm an educator, um, and I work in the robotics community in New York City, and I was volunteering as a head ref at a robotics competition. What what is that um, like, by the way? What is that like? Okay, let me tell you. I've been teaching robotics in the city for the last 24 years. You have First Lego League. You have a Robot made out of Legos with a controller and program has to be autonomous. You got two and a half minutes to accumulate points on a eight by four playing field. In addition to that, you have to make three presentations. You have to make a presentation about your robot, your design, your program strategy and everything. Then you have a research presentation on this year's theme. This year's theme is called masterpiece has to do with articulating how you present the arts and then finally, core values, where you put everything together, your teamwork, your um, impact, inclusion, all those different things. It's just a fantastic program. I just love it, man. I'll tell you, I love it. And when I'm not coaching a team, I go and volunteer at an event, and I was the head referee for that. Wow. That's so, tremendous. Sure is. My goodness. 24 years as an educator with high-level stuff like that. That's amazing. Absolutely. Introducing our kids to STEM, especially getting our young children of color in this. You know, that's that's my mission, brothers. That's my mission. Well, that's right. By the way, what else did you do this weekend? A little birdie in our ear, Shannon Pence, or you did something else? Oh, something else happened to you? Okay. Well, Sunday, me and my wife had a, you know, date. You know, went to, uh, had a nice uh, dinner. But the best part, and I'm Harry, I got to relate this to you and Harrison. Yeah, your daughter's seven, right? Yes, sir. Okay. You know what? They grow up. My daughter just gave birth um, to her first child. So I became, well, this is my third grandson since yesterday. Wow. Third grandson. That's tremendous. That's that's, that's, that's dope. Here, here, man. That's dope, man. That's a weekend and a half right there. We need to hang with Easy e Seriously. And, and what I know about those grandparents, listen, when mm. I my parents, my in-laws, boy, they love their grandbabies. Yes, they do. My, my, uh, why, why they get away with stuff I got beat for? Exactly. Believe me, my mom and dad, I don't think my daughter's feet have hit the floor since she was born because of those two. 
Yeah. <laughs> she gets away with murder with Maddie and Freddie. Howard in Texas, without football this weekend, my friend. Thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. What did you do this weekend, Howard? Hey, fellas. First off, I love you both. Uh, last time I, I called in, Harry was on vacation doing something. He's never there, but it's all good. Um, but I need a safe space real quick because what I did over the weekend was uh, was good but bad at the same time. Okay, 30 seconds. Hit it. All right, 30 seconds. See, my my, my, my queen's birthday is also Valentine's Day, so I used the honey-do list as a way to get out the house. You know, I fibbed a little bit so I can get out the house so that I can go buy more gifts because this year's theme is the 14 days of love, and I need to go get more gifts because she gets a gift every day up until the 14th. I felt kind of bad, but at the same time, I felt good. I did knock off a couple things off the list, but I did have to tell a little fib to get out the house because, you know, I, I had to buy some more gifts. So I, I appreciate you guys giving me this safe space, and I love your show, and um, you're my ride home every day, and I appreciate it. Take it easy. Man, Howard, well done by him. Man, 14 days of 14 love. 14 days of love. By the way, he, he listens to that 30-second cue a lot better than some of the hosts. Really? Is that what we're doing, Devin Kane? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just because it's true don't mean you got to say it. Well, Dev threw shade at you. Howard threw a little shade at me. I know. All these trees no, just shade us, I've worked with a bunch man. of hosts over the years. Not yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you said. Howard, if I'm not here, it means I'm working. Now, now, now. Still. Howard didn't know. Now, now, now. <laughs> biggest question heading to Super Bowl. Our answers are next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.